This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creators to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Yes. We're still in Virgo season, y'all. We're still in Virgo season. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just enjoying the music. Episode 84, walk with us. Yo, I feel like 95. Yes. Sachi on my body. Yes. Opening music. Mm. Opening music by the nice guys. Oh, man. Shout out to my man, Easy Eve Saint. Christoph, aka Things with Todd. Free Free and Candlestick. The theme song. Sam, how you doing, man? Very well, very well. It's um, I turning a corn with uh, turning a corner with this Corona thing. Um, I recently graduated college, and when you're used to performing in front of people and constantly being in rehearsal, yeah, and that's just stripped away. Yeah. Um, when I say turning a corner, I mean just like mentally. Yeah. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Listen, I really like where you're going with this. So <laughs> I, l- let's start here first. Okay. Um, today is September the 12th, 2020, which means yesterday marks 19 years since 9-11. My respects to the victims of 9-11. Sam, I just... I sketch my depiction of 9-11. I just want to get the mood right in this conversation, yeah, man, you know? Uh, yeah. Gotta get that man. Evie. I ain't gonna let you die, baby. We're just trying to get the energy right in here. Sam, the 80s in this podcast have been incredible. Started with number 80. Love for the other episodes. I need you in the best light, dog. I need you in the best light. We're going to let go to the hook. To the hook. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Is that him singing? Nah, that's uh. I forgot who was on the hook. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Yo, uh, Houston, Texas. Um, welcome back to episode number 84 of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. Um, this podcast is a creative story. So, um, like I said early on in the intro, I invite creators to share their, share, depict their visions and share their stories, something like that. I, I apologize for not knowing that off top. I've repeated it so long, but, um, and lieu of it being 19 years and a day since uh, 9-11, I want to pay our respects with a moment of silence 
for the victims slain in 9-11. Um, yeah, may their souls rest in peace. I want to say rest in peace and say her name, Brianna Taylor. Rest mm. in peace to you. Um, but uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Very well. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Thank you. No doubt. You. Welcome. It's good to be here. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> how you been? Um, good. I've been um, better. Yeah. Better is a good w- uh, a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, uh, just waking up every day trying to make a schedule for myself as yeah. a um, independent kind of solo yeah. deal, you know? Yeah. There's not a company behind me. Yeah. Making me have to write music or. Yeah. Um, and that has its uh, up and downs, you know. Sometimes I wish I had someone behind me. Yeah. That was just like, all right, get to it. Yeah. Shed. Yeah. You know, get in front of your instrument. Yeah. Um, because the other side could be um, you find yourself on the couch with snacks and you know, watching Netflix for four hours, just, yeah. you know, just like yeah. not uh, having a specific purpose right. to um, what you're doing. Right. That's fine if you want to be on the couch watching Netflix, but as long as afterwards you have some sort of um, idea of what you're going to do, where you're going to go. Right. You know, and that right. gets lost sometimes. Right. For me. Um, listen, I really like the energy of this podcast, man, because I, I kind of envisioned that it would go this way. <laughs> Um, before we get started, before we get further into the conversation, let's introduce our social media handles so we don't disrupt the flow of the conversation when we get to that point. Go ahead. Um, so on Instagram, my handle is Sam underscore read R E I D one. Okay. It's all one thing. And on Facebook, it's just my name, Samuel Reed, same spelling R E I D. I I usually just say that because Without, if I don't say that, people assume it's R E E D. Yeah, like, that's everything. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I always just spell it out. Are you on LinkedIn? Uh, yeah, I am on LinkedIn. It's my name as well, Samuel okay. Reed. And my name is John Ross Dyke the first, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and still underscore Visionary. If you would connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. Directly in front of you have all my merch which can be now found on the new tab on my website. And that's shopstillvisionary.com slash merch. Shopstillvisionary.com slash merch. I, uh, I also have a website. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samuel Reed Music. Okay. Com. Okay. One, one word. Okay. So Good. Plug that. Good. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, how you been? Again, I got to ask that again, because this is why I got to ask that again, man. Listen, I was so um, anxious to have this episode with Mm. you because my wife, who you know, who works with your mother, is not the kind of person who is easily swayed. Mm. So um, and, and, and being with my wife for well over 10 years now, combined marriage and in a relationship and courting, um, she's never been the type that speaks too highly of an artist and I want to say an artist because I don't want to specify it to being to be it being people but she doesn't speak too highly on the arts like what I mean by that is she's not coming home and saying man you we got to watch this show 
or man, you got to hear this record. Mm. But when I do hear her playing music, right, the times that she plays music, I'm quick to say, who is that? Because I want to know who that person is. Because mm. if they caught her attention, then you know it. Then I know it's that it's heat. somebody that she values. Mm. So we're in the apartment at the time, and she's talking about a whiz who got a scholarship to go to USC, mm. right? And I'm, and you know, she's talking about you, talking about you. And I'm like, who is this kid? And I finally come into your acquaintance. We speak at the apartment, um, and then we haven't spoken since then. Mm-hmm. So. Um, in this platform, I look to bring the creatives now, especially of your variety, the young creatives who have spent the duration of their lives doing what they do, but got the further education in it to see how 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 that's helping them in their careers. Mm. Right, man. So um, that's how we got acquainted, Houston, Texas. And I'm just anxious to get into this. Yeah. So uh, when we converse, whatever you have, throw it out. Because yeah, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay, you okay. guys, you guys are the youth. You guys are the next generation, and I'm just really trying to catch up to what y'all of what y'all are doing now, <laughs> mm. right? So, um, yeah, I asked you how you're doing because yeah, we we we've tried to get this podcast going for a while, and and you know by the grace of God we're here now. So you know everything that happened before sh- doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Episode 84 dropping on your birthday. Woo. I couldn't That's I couldn't heavy. think That's of a so better. Heavy. I couldn't think of a better time to do this, right? So mm-hmm. um, um, we pushed it back, and, and here we are now, Houston, Texas. And again, I, I want to start off by saying, listen, you remind me of Ryan Leslie. Take it as you will, but you remind me of Ryan Leslie. Mm. And I want to do whatever I can to help you get to that status. Wow. Go ahead, man. Talk to me. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Go um, ahead. One thing I um when I went to college and you know as a pianist, keyboardist, whatever, you're I was involved in or still am involved in a lot of, you know, projects whether it's with a vocalist or with a rapper or singer or other instrumentalist. Um pianists are usually called like it's it's a you know, like a drummer, like, it's necessary, you know, it's like, you need a harmonic instrument that lays out, you know, the foundation of the harmony, and can, you know, the piano has so many different ways that it can be used in a band, and, um, yeah, I found myself really being in a bunch of different ensembles, and I solidified within myself, and I told my mind that I'm a side man, and that's basically musician that isn't the main artist i disagree but go ahead i disagree and that's what i told myself over and over i'm just like yeah i'm a great side man i can do this for my career if i want to tour i can do this easily you know i really get a mass like a, a great amount of joy just working with the different artists and helping their dreams and it's like i'm thinking of the the right word for it but right with a song it's like artists have ways that they want it to sound in their heads and if i can just be a part of that like right. it really ha- makes me happy and uh, right i told myself i was a sideman and i graduated college in uh may right and since i've been home it's like i'm still a sideman you know work just 
barely, you know, it's like a couple weeks go by and someone wants me to play on a track, add synth, add bass, add piano. Um, that's no problem, you know. Right. But in that in-between, it's just like, what am I doing? What right. what to do? Right. And I recently had a, um, a job interview at, um, it's this uh, company, Dynamic Sound, in Houston. Right, um, and right. And it's a, like a lessons facility, but it's much more than that. There's a studio there. There's, they teach drums. They have live rehearsals for bands and things. So, um, But I primarily went there to try to teach piano lessons. And um, I was talking to the, uh, the entrepreneur who started the business, Mr. Curtis. And he really brought to my attention that, you know, if I continue to tell myself that I'm a sideman, I'm constantly waiting on other people to right. create. And then, you know, right. meanwhile, I'm still the creative. Like, I right. still have creative energy and I still... Right have knowledge that I want to put out, right. you know, but it's like the whole thing of being a sideman is, especially now where tracks are, especially, I mean, I'm in Houston and, you know, the artists that I am working with mostly are in LA. Right. So it's a bunch of layering. Yeah. It's a lot of not really playing together, but well, you end up playing together, right. but you know, at first I'm just playing to a drum track or just a bass track. Um, so you don't really know how the full thing is going to sound and that's okay for right now. And I'm happy with it to be doing anything creative, to be right. honest, but mm, it just doesn't, it doesn't tickle that same part of your brain where for me, I'm used to, um, putting my ideas alongside with someone else's in a live setting right. where, you know, there's a bunch of risk involved. It's not right. just all like all right, I layered it, I listened to it 15 times, I know where the hits are, I know what I'm... Sometimes that's not happening in live shows, you know? Right. It's like you have to depend on each other in a different kind of way, and with the, all the layering and things, it, 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 it gets a bit of it, but it, it doesn't... It doesn't... Um, like I said, it doesn't tickle that same part of my brain, that musical part where it's like I, I can risk something. It's like, right. you know, you play your part. right. If you could define yourself in one word, what would it be? Content. 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 Uh, I'm. I'm not. And and, and like I mean, and with everything, I feel like there's a good and bad. You know. Uh, what I brought up earlier, talking about sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. You know, part of that is being content with the situation that's going on and not forcing myself to be. Um, on it 24-7 because I know I have the skill and I practice and all that. Um, but that's also a negative where it's like you can't be too content where you don't practice enough, you know, where you right. don't upkeep your skills and, right. and everything like that. And that's part of the battle of, for me, mentally being in this COVID um, right. space. And right. um, when I first came back, you know, we're still doing online classes on Zoom and I can't tell you how hard that is to, yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, going from in-person classes to staring at each other from like a two, whatever, a box on a screen and, you know, I'm not dressed, I'm not wearing jeans, I'm not taking a shower before I'm going to these classes, I'm waking up, I'm in my pajamas, I'm in a shirt, like, you know, just like a whatever undershirt. And um, it's just not taken with that level of, 
seriousness. And for me, what was especially hard being at home for all of it is like, you know, when you're, for me at school, there's a library, there are public spaces where you can leave your home quarters and find solace and plug your headphones in and you know everyone in that environment is there to study and to get stuff done. Right. At home, that's not always the case, right. you know? Right. And it, it's not any disrespect to my family or anything, right. but it's like, even if I'm in the office and the door is closed, my mom may be cooking. She may be having a conversation. You know, it's like, I'm not going to cut off her conversation and tell her, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this. You know, it's, it's, that's a part of being content for me. Right. It's like right. working the best way in a space. So um, I've had to figure that out, and I'm, I'm so glad that I'm through with it now at this point where, you know, I'm graduated and I have more school that I want to, that I look forward to, but for the moment being, I can have, you know, some solace. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, let me get to that in a second. Uh, what do you think people should take from our conversation today? Mm. Um, I don't, I mean, I think there are a lot of, um, misconceptions about number one being in the arts mm. and like what that, as like a certain life choice like as if that's not a great life choice or that's not something that uh, no, I wouldn't say a lot but people kind of look at especially me I mean I know I've talked to people like elder people at gigs and at functions and I, as soon as I say I'm a music major it's just like you know, the conversation sort of stops there unless they're right. into music and it's like they understand what I'm going through and right. how it's like, you know, I, I'm not in it for whatever, eight years of school and that's it. It's like I'm constantly in school. That's what being right. an artist and musician is. It's like when I'm 50, I'm still, there's still more to learn. It's never just like right. I got all this information and, you know, of course, uh, you know, the scene changes different things happen in uh, different workspaces where it's like you have to change what you learn. But with artistry, it's one, it's a straight line and then a right immediately. And you just have to figure out, it's like, I've only been going straight. How am I going to go right? You know, it's right. just like you have to go with the tide. Um, and so, yeah, that's. Um, that would be the misconception. That's what, that would be the misconception is like that art going into a career of art is not either, you know, marketable or you're not going to make a ton of money or it's right. like, you know, there's a bunch of questions. Right. Um, when for me, in my mind, there's no question, you know. Right. It's like, this is what I was born put, to do. Put to, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. There's right. no question. There's right. no question. Right. There's nah, nothing else. Right. Um, so so um, this is a different question and really just a different um, point of reference than the last question I'll ask you in this podcast. What would be the ultimate goal for you? And then once you answer that, mm -hmm. then I'll tell you why I asked that. What okay. would be the ultimate goal? Because, and, and, and just, to, just to piggyback, I just recently was talking to my, I was talking to my sister-in-law. I was talking to my auntie one day. And my auntie asked me, what do you want to do with your podcast? Mm. That's a question that I've, I've heard that I've been asked before and you know 
it you know Jay Z has a uh, on on I think it's a I think it's on Blueprint when uh, Jay Z's talking about how he got into the to the to the whole rapping thing, and he said you know after a while you just do it you just do it and it becomes a lyrical exercise, mm. and so for me I've just been doing it for so long that it's 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 you know it's almost different from how you said hey. I need somebody to, as a side man, I need somebody to kind of push me. Mm-hmm. For me, if I don't do it, then I feel like I'm letting myself down, mm. right? And so I ask you, what's the ultimate goal mm-hmm. from being a USC grad to oh. now? What's the, what's, what's the ultimate goal? Because, oh. cause listen, you got to throw that in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I think that's a part of, like, you got to throw that. It's, 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 it's a staple. You mm-hmm. have to throw that in. It's an accolade because not many mm. people from Houston go to Cali to go to school. Mm. That is an accolade that you have to, you have to throw the, in. I, I don't even. You have to throw it in because mm. it, it, it almost, it's, it's almost like clout chasing, but, damn, it's, it's, you paid for it. You, you went and you did it. Facts. My parents had to work really hard. I mean, even with a scholarship. Even right. that's how crazy expensive USC is. It's like right. with a scholarship and a decent one, you know, it's like. It's cloud chasing, but at the same time, damn, sh- who, who gives, I don't care what you think about what, I, what I'm saying to you. I am a USC grad and you will respect me mm. as such. Mm. You heard me? So, so that is where I said, what is the ultimate goal? Because I'll tell you why I'm asking you that after you answer that yeah. question for me. For me, the ultimate goal as in something that I have been dreaming about since I realized that I, when I realized I wasn't like everybody else when it came to piano. Like right. When I realized I took it a lot seriously than my peers, I've had this dream of playing on a different stage multiple times a week in front of audiences and you know, feeling their reaction. I don't care if I'm tired. I don't care if the plane leaves at three in the morning. I'll be ready. Right. That's, that's where my head is constantly. That, that would be a dream point for me where, you know, I'm getting called. I'm flying, you know, to Iran. I'm flying to yeah, wherever. Italy, flying to L.A. the next day. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, right. for, for, at least for my youth and where I am at 21 years old, it's like, that's where I want to be right now is, wow. is just touring the world, impacting people. Right. I don't, I really don't believe, um, I don't understand how, you know, these, I get it, you know, as a career, you try to find something that can bring something back to you and, and monetarily in this country, that's what's thrive. That's what people go for, you know, but there's a different level that of, of whatever music gives back to me, you know, it's not right. about the money, you know, right. that would be nice. But it, when I really, when I talk about the audience and, you know, playing in front of people, like that's really big for me right. because growing up in the church, you know, uh, you always, whenever I would do like a special song or something that I prepared afterwards, you have a lot of people come up to you telling you how it touched them, how it, affected them whether good or bad it's all you know because we're all different I can't expect everyone to understand where I'm coming from and right I can't expect like they can expect me to know where they're coming from you know we all right. grew up in different households had different parents different values you know so right. 
I, I, I just, I, 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 I yearn for that moment when right. people tell me, oh, I really liked when you did this or you did something here that I'm not even aware of. Most right. of the time it's like I'm just in the flow state, you know, just trying to create. Right. And um, you realize, you, from people telling you, it's like you realize you really impact people by what you do. Right. Um, and I just want to do that every day. Right. Every day. So um, my nephew, and, and so when I say my nephew, I mean my direct, so my direct brothers and sisters don't have kids. My sister from New York, her name is Alexis. She has two children that are my nieces and nephews, my god kids, right? Um, and so my nephew, my wife's nephew, I had the privilege of coaching and teaching the first in my family on both sides. Coaching basketball? Coach basketball. Interesting. And taught, right? And so, you know, uh, he was blessed to have his grandfather's height, so he's about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, mm. And, you know, at Waltrip, they've always raved about his motor, mm. how he can go from point A to point B on the court, how he's athletic like in that fashion mm. and some have deemed him as uh the best athlete at school wow right that's different an accolade that hasn't yet been uh let me say an accolade that hasn't yet been um what's the word i'm looking for earned Maybe not earned, but it's it's an accolade that you you really can't buy that in until until it quantifies or materializes into like something like a scholarship or something mm-hmm. like that. I see. Yeah. So, um, I ask him. I'm like, oh, so uh, what do you want to do? And he tells me, just like you told me, your goal is. He tells me his goal is to get a basketball scholarship. And it's almost like when Buns told the kids in Belly. Are you going to bust your gun to get it? And they're just like, man, whatever, man, mm-hmm. I'm whatever. And he's like, I hear you talking because he says that. And it's and, and the way I internalize it is, yeah, everybody says that they want a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And it's like I told him, I want the number one podcast in Houston. But if I'm not right now in these stages every day, every Tuesday, bombarding people with text messages, yo, check my podcast, even though I know they're not going to listen to it, then there's no way that I can get the number one podcast without those steps. Mm. So I say to him, what do you want? He says, I want a basketball scholarship. I said, okay, well, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you ask the average African-American child mm. in school that plays basketball on the team, hey, would you like a basketball scholarship? They're all going to say yes. Yes, that's right. Right, so, so I'm saying, okay, so you, you, you got the eyes – but where's the work? Mm. So when you post a video about you playing the piano, I said, finally. Mm. That, there it goes right there. That mm. is the work, right? And so I asked you that question because we know where we want to get. We know where we are. But sometimes we don't know how to work to where we want to get. That's true. Or what kind of steps it takes like and and so and so at 21 when I was 21 I was in Orlando I turned 21 in Orlando Florida and um 
I only went out there because I, you know, I was in school, but I did not know what I wanted to major. I wanted to get away from school. So I went to Orlando for a whole new world, whole new experience and came back and still didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, as an, as an emerging male, African-American male in, in society. Right. And so what I'm saying right here is with the podcast, I wouldn't say that I have the talent Right, because right now podcasting is this undiscovered gem and nobody knows how to polish it. Nobody mm. knows what it's going to be. Right. Everybody knows the potential of it, but you really can't quantify how right. good somebody is on the podcast by saying that they have talent. Mm. So with you, when I say you got talent, I know that you have talent, would never have known that you had talent. Um, but my wife has spoken so highly about you. So that's how I know that you have talent because she just don't. She's not the type that's gonna, you know, gas, gas anybody. I was yeah, just thinking, she's yeah, not the type that's gonna up. gas anybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that the the the, the, the ground where you need to say is this: it's it's got to be. Well, I need to showcase to people, especially in Houston, because Houston is the type of city where, listen, everybody is doing the same thing their mm-hmm. own way in their own lane. So, so whereas, Very good point. whereas, whereas you are, um, this, like I say, Ryan Leslie, when I say Ryan Leslie, he could play the piano listening to a, a raindrop. Mm-hmm. And based off of what my wife says about you, you're probably the same way. And so what that looks like to me with somebody with a talent like that, that can, instantly be discovered is there's work that needs to be done mm. from from the first time you drop that video till until you get what you need to be that influence or that inspiration that people are looking for when you're fl- flown out to fly to, to play mm. right and, and so that's why I knew that this episode was going to be one that I, I encouraged because listen I said during that uh, 911 by the Nice Guys record that the 80s on this podcast have been exceptional. Mm. I sp- I've spoken to a lot of people on the podcast that, I w- that I've spent the last decade watching, idolizing, admiring their, their, their steps, their process. And I, when I finally got a chance to speak to them, it just kind of came out. Mm. You are one of those people that ever since my wife talked about you and still talks about you, I'm just like, man, this kid, I gotta, I gotta get his story. Like, I gotta get his story. But one thing that we haven't uncovered is you gotta tell me a story. How do you, how do you, how do you get this, this yeah. look? Tell me a story about how you get this look mm-hmm. um, to go to USC. Yeah. Creativity comes from experiences. Within that, that experience, tell me the story of how you, how you, how you get there. Beautiful. Oh, I love, it. I love this. Um, for me, I've gotten inspiration from my immediate family my on my dad's side he has a sister and she has three sons and the youngest one and the middle one are piano piano aficionado like amazing and so the youngest one is Paul and the middle one is Philip there's uh they have th- there's three brothers in total. CJ is the oldest. Um, but Paul and I, the youngest, were two years apart. So right. when he was in eighth grade at Johnson Middle School, that's where I went, right. um, performing arts, I was in sixth grade. Right. So he was leaving and I was just starting. 
And there was a jazz band there under the direction of Mr. Craig Green, um, who I hold deep to my heart. Um, without him, I don't think I would be here in terms of taking the music seriously. I mean, we everywhere else on that campus, it's a public school, so, you know, you could wear your shirt untucked and whatever kids would sag and all that. And whenever you co come into his classroom, everyone has to have a belt. Everyone has to tuck in their shirt. There's none of that. Like, if you walk in and you're sagging, he'll tell you to get out, go to the bathroom, fix yourself, you know. He was very, especially for a black male at whatever, 11, 12, like, that was crucial. Like, that was so important. And I, don't even, I didn't even think about that in the moment. And... The, what happened was Paul was graduating and I was just coming in and I right. I really didn't have that reverence for the music and I didn't think about it that seriously. I would just show up to rehearsal, allow Paul to play and just go home and it's like, okay. I, like, I had a crutch. And um, what happened was I met in sixth or seventh grade, I, I met this drummer, Jerome uh, Gillespie. <clears throat> and um, him and I, I mean, we... What happened was our parents were both in PTO, so we'd, they'd show up and, you know, we'd have a reason to stay at school till 7, 8, you know, just messing around, playing music together, listening to music and talking and stuff, you know, so we just build a con built a connection and from talking to Mr. Green, he would talk about this performing arts high school, HSPVA, and um, from then on, Jerome and I knew that was where we were going to school, like we have to prepare to get to that point. Um, all along this time, I'm taking classical music lessons um, right here in Montrose um, from Mr. Carl Gibbs, um, another fantastic teacher. I don't even think, again, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here without him. So, your, so your parents introduced you to the piano and then kept you going in it? Huh, exactly. Right. That's what happened. Right. And, and, and I was not a fan. At first, right, I right. really was right, not right. there, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm sure my dad will listen to this, so he'll, he'll understand what I'm talking about, but he would drive us to music lesson every Sunday, my brother and right, I, right. and I, at the beginning, it was just me, and there, I would do these things, I would walk in to Mr. Gibbs' house and just start coughing, just like randomly, just right. make it up, make it up. Just right. like I don't want to be. That's how much I didn't want to do it. That you know, was a scene in. That was a scene in. Um, the movie eludes me right quick. That was a scene in. Um, I'm sorry. That was a scene in. Uh, Man on fire. Really, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And yeah, and it was see. just I would you know I would cough. I would make myself uncomfortable so that it would just be like all right, we're not doing a lesson today. You know, you right. guys can just go home. Right. And as a kid, you don't think about, like, my dad had to use gas to get me there. He had all these things where it's like, if you had, an in, if you had any idea, you know, the money that it takes to raise a kid and, like, pay for music lessons. And for me to just be, I, I, you know, I don't, now I don't understand. But at the point, but that was what made the switch much stronger because once I realized the connection that I had to music and through pain, you know, through being in jazz rehearsal, uh, Paul had already graduated and, you know, I was really struggling in terms of 
holding down the piano for the jazz band that I was playing in, you know. Mm. It was like I would practice. I just didn't have the feel. I wasn't, it, I hadn't done that homework that's necessary where you listen to, you know, the best of the best in the uh, music industry and, and you you sort of, what happens is you just pick out a couple things from this guy and this guy that is close to you and then you start to get it into your own vocabulary in terms of becoming your own, having your own voice and music and things. I hadn't done that homework, so after Paul graduated, I was just struggling. The band director was calling me out during rehearsals, and I just knew I didn't want to feel like that anymore. Right. You know, so that after that, seventh grade, eighth grade, it was just like practice, practice. Um, and, and then I just fell in love with it. What happened was I was practicing classical music all the way up until, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, and I still did classical um, all the way until I graduated high school, <coughs> classical music, um, but I'd never had that jazz flair to it. I'd never been tested in a different kind of environment than a piano recital where it's solo. Everything changes when you are accompanying a drummer and the, comp and the drummer's accompanying the horns, and even within the horn section, there's like it all works as a team, and it was it was oh man amazing. Along with that, I I did summer camps with the same Mr. Craig Green, um, the summer jazz workshop for I mean six seven summers in a row. Just you know, my brother and I, Paul would be there as well, um, <clears throat> and you know that that was just part of the training ground. And once I got to HSPVA, I, that was really the catalyst where it's like, you know, you plug in the, the plug to the electrical socket, like you have power now. That's where, that's where things really started rolling in. <clears throat> what happened was, along with Jerome, I met um, a couple other musicians um, that were my same age that, you know, tested me, you know, made me the person I am right now, you know, in terms right. of, realizing that not everyone's like me. Not everyone comes to the table and has the same personality as me. I'm, you know, very soft-spoken at first, you know, just calm, not really abrasive, you know, but in the music industry especially, um, you meet a lot of people with personalities that are different than yours. And the whole part of being content for me and why I describe myself like that is because, you know, being content is like understanding that I'm who I am and they are who they are, you know, and I'm not trying to be like them. I don't want to, you know, you just pick up certain attributes about people and how they carry themselves. And it's like, okay, I know how to fit with this person. And anyway, in, in high school, I met <clears throat> a saxophonist, Armir Lee. Um, I met a, a trumpeter, Nelson Armstrong, uh, bass player, Gus Allen, um, Jerome, Gillespie, that was the same guy from middle school, and, you know, we would play, play, and play, and play, and during lunch, while everyone's, you know, there's music in the, HSPVA was a very, um, I, was, I was very blessed to go there, you know, there's, on Fridays, it was like a DJ day, and, you know, there's like a big school, sort of like, um, everyone puts the chairs out, and right. the whole school is there, you know, right. and, I just, those guys really helped me um, in terms of album 
suggestions in terms right. of what they're working on on their instrument and how it could relate to piano and how, you know, just like finding a way for all of us to get better. Right. And, you know, I, I really have fond times thinking back to high school because when it became time for senior year and, you know, all of us are going out and doing auditions, you know, we killed it. Killed, you know, whether it's going to New York, whether it's going to Boston, whether it's going to USC, whether it's going to Miami, whether it's going to Temple University, you know, it's like, whether it's going to Princeton, it's like we all showed up and got scholarships and weren't left holding the bag, you know? Right. It's like we left high school with a dream and we walked in maybe like as soon as the second year started where we're all, we, we played together outside of school, you know, so we knew this is what we're going to do. It's like, right. I have to get to USC. I have to learn this. I have to right. do this. And what helped, we went to jam sessions every Monday for a whole summer, you know, between my junior year and, so and senior year. Every Monday, we're at uh, Phil and Derek's uh, with, under the direction of uh, Kyle Turner, Daryl Levine, you know, just older veteran musicians right. that really show you the ropes, you know, right. in terms right. of... Um, how to hold yourself as an African-American man, how to, um, how to think about your craft and know it's a craft. You know, it's, I, you know we, there's different ways you could talk about music and it's, and, you know, it's such a why, it's like an umbrella term, you know, but you have to take it seriously. Right. That's what I got from, from all those sessions and it, it gave me that confidence to, you know, even when I'm flying out to USC and you open the door and it's, there's like 14 jazz pianists just sitting there, like they're all ready for the audition. But I know I'm coming in and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to play the hardest that I can. And I'm going to show them that it's worth their time for me to be there, you know, more than anybody else. I don't, it, it doesn't matter where you came from. Where, that was my mind. That's what being in high school and those guys that confidence, that's, I just knew it. And right. when it happened, it was, you know, God willing, and, and I'm, I'm incredibly blessed to have um, gotten to go to school there. Um, right, right. Um, so um, let me ask you, let's lighten up the, the mood right <laughs> quick. Um, what song's on your mind right now? And I'll go first. Mm -hmm. um, Nas just dropped his, uh, I want to say maybe 13th LP. I don't know off top. And as a Nas head, I, I feel ashamed <laughs> that I don't know that off top. But Nas just dropped an album. And because he has such a great musician on this record, I'm going to go all bad featuring um, Anderson Pac. Go all bad. All bad featuring Anderson Pac. Um, because... He like yourself is is a musician and 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 I've heard people um praise him on how dope he is as a musician. Mm. So with me sitting next to a dope musician, I want to highlight that record. And what I about you? To that. And you've been going crazy on just I mean, not even I say you've been going crazy, but it's just I find it when I you when you find another music lover. Like someone that, when they listen to it, not just their head is bobbing, but like you're talking along, you know it. You know, it's like you feel the beat. A lot of people I've, I've spoken to, it's like, 
I love music, but like, how deep does it go? You know? Right. And so right. I just love to see the videos of you just like listen to listening to a, a crazy song, the beats going crazy, and you're just like, yeah, jamming out, you yeah. know. And um, yeah, for me, I've been listening to uh, D'Angelo, mm. um, this one tune, a uh, Spanish joint. Mm. I've been, oh man, I've been, I've been. He's a crazy musician. It's, and for me, it's that with that song, it's not just that it's a good song, but. I just, I, I'm trying to break it down. It's like, why do I love it? Why does it feel so good? Yeah. You know, it's like, of course, there's live instruments and nothing against produced music. Um, but when it compare that well, it's just like, there's something different about it. And um, I, I, because there's guitar hits, there's percussion, there's organ, there's so many, there's horns. There's so many layers of things that make the song specifically Spanish joint, so easy to listen to. Right. Know? And it it just grooves. You can't not move. Right, right, right. Let's see if we can get a a little sample of that. I'm I'm going to play like maybe 10 seconds Do of it. it. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Spanish joint, you say. Here we go. Here we go, here we go. One, two. I'm working to I'm working to kind of mm. get get to the point where I can play music a little longer than that, um, but yeah, uh, I gotta I gotta go back and revisit D'Angelo's um, discography. So uh, man, um, it sounds like to me um, that you need to make an album. Interesting. It sounds like to me that you need to make an album. But here's the thing that mm-hmm. that I think it it really is, and here's the hard part that I've I've my entire career in in the artistry, uh, I've always been independent. Mm. So I don't know what the likes of having a powerhouse, i.e., like I say, i.e. that accolade of having a USC in my back pocket, and mentioning that, and then people's energy towards you kind of shifts i i've never had that Mm. so from the beginning even getting into acting from the beginning i've always had to market it myself sell tickets on my own to get paid um remind people that i have a show coming up because there's no advertisement involved with the show that i'm doing Mm. right so it kind of has um sculpted my mentality towards getting my message across as to what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why, that's why, um, you'll see me and I'll shoot you in the DMS. Hey, check out my episode or I post my episode on Facebook at least 50 times a week. Mm-hmm. And well, let me just say the various platforms that I utilize to promote my um, artistry 50 times a week it's because I know that 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 lifestyle mm. of independency. Yeah. And so what I what I hear in the conversation, pardon me, what I hear in the conversation is that I've had to I've had and I've talked to a lot of artists on this podcast. Um, and I'll, let me say creatives because I don't want to isolate it to just artistry 
or just singing and dancing. I've talked to a lot of creatives and the constant question um, of is Houston the place that that a creative can make it from Mm. has come up. But here's the thing about Houston, right? Although we don't have that allure in terms of like, okay, well, a Broadway or a Hollywood, Mm -hmm. right? Or even in Chicago, their their history with musicians. Um, we we are a large metropolitan city, and it just takes the right kind of eyes, the right kind of work ethic. That gumbo that is Houston, it, you know, it, it though it's not everybody's taste. Everybody's gumbo ain't the same, right? Right, but the gumbo that is Houston, it just takes people giving it a chance, right? Mm-hmm. So what I will add to that is that um, there is no being a there is no people sorting you out in in Houston. It's like I was telling my my, my sister in law yesterday when I was talking to her. Nobody is checking for Wall Trip High School just off the name. You gotta like I was telling my nephew. You gotta go out there and put your name in somebody's hand, mm-hmm. right? And when I saw that you um, did that? Did the video? I said, finally, that is what needs to be done. It, it, we, you, this generation that that we're talking, that I'm talking to now, your generation has revitalized, revamped social media. Mm-hmm. Social media comes from y'all. It comes from y'all. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I've seen so many kids pop and blow off of social media that. That and here and here's the here's the age old statement. It's more people popping that don't have talent than and then people mm-hmm. that got the talent, they can't seem to pop. Mm-hmm. Right? So I would say you pick a day in a week and you stick to that day, which would mean and you were asking me earlier, I pick a day in a week and if I haven't recorded in time so that, that way I could chop out hey, I think people might think that this is a nice segment to have. Hey, I want Sam to post this, or hey, I want this this person to post this. The last day I figured out to the T, the last day I can record to drop Tuesday at 6 p.m. is Monday. Mm. If I have not recorded by that Saturday of drop week for the next week, I start to panic. It, it becomes almost like an identity. Even if people don't acknowledge it, it becomes an identity. Like I'm, I'm like everything. And, and you know, my wife is going to listen to this, baby. I love you. I'm sorry to say this, but I have to move around the podcast schedule. I'm just being honest. I have to move around the podcast schedule. And one thing that this pandemic has taught me is, um, self-sufficiency being able to, I'm in a real estate program right now. Right. And by the time this episode airs, right. I probably would have finished the program. Oh, wow. That's right. Really nice. But, but it's taught me that, you know, anything that you want to, you want to get, you have to, you have to get it at all means. You have to figure out, you have to figure out a way to get it done. You have to figure out what you want to do, put steps towards that and figure out a way to get it done. And then just start to put it out there. And Instagram is the perfect platform because they only let you put a minute long. Listen, I've, I realize Instagram TV is, is beneficial but if you're not popular, that Instagram TV kind of mm. kind of cuts you off. So if you keep your videos from anywhere from 15 seconds to a minute top and leave it on your page, that's how you get that exposure. Mm. 
find you the right hashtags. And I think that somebody as talented as you will take off. Mm-hmm. It'll be like day and night. It'll be day I, and night. Yeah. But the hardest part about it is doing the work. You know, you're absolutely right. Um, it's, and I don't even know why that, why it is with me. I think I, it's just something I have to get over, but my relationship with social media gets strained at times. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's social media. What I think it mm. is, Sam, just to be honest is if you've ever, if you've never had to uh, promote yourself on your own, right, then you don't know how. That's right. You, 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 you don't know how. You don't know how to. Um, and, you know, and, and so the, here's the thing. If you never have promoted yourself by, on your own, you don't know how. You don't understand that, that you cannot take a break. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It, it, you cannot take a break. Like the guy that I that was on eighty three, the um, the reason why I identify with him so much is because he gets it. It's one of those things where it's like, listen, this is all I have. I'm going to do this. So it doesn't matter how it comes across. I'm well, it matters, but I'm going to put myself mm. out there. You got to put yourself out there. And that's that's what uh, gives me a weird not putting myself out there. Because that's, I do that as a, for right. a living. It's literally what I do. Right. But when it comes to social media, there's something in my brain that kind of blocks you. It pushes me away from it. Right. It, and right. I get it's partly by perspective. Right. Um, right. But it, it gets it gets, and I said strained because there are obviously a lot of talented musicians that are my age. Right. And that are on social media. Right. Posting a lot more than me. And one of the things that made me step away from it a little bit was be, I was starting to constantly compare myself. Right, right. And not working, which is the right. opposite of what I need to be doing. Right. And when I realized I was stuck in that around July, I mean, it's partly around just being honest with you. Right. You know, it's like that's all, that's part, it's like, oh, what is this? Well, this person's like older than me and their content is like this. And like, if I put right. out this, it's like, what do they think? It's like, right. but that doesn't matter. And right. I get that. But it's, it's, it's something about changing my perspective towards the whole thing. And, and what you said was absolutely correct. It's like when you're not used to showcasing yourself and, and I know I have something special. You know, I know a lot of pe- people can't do, I know no one else can do what I can do specifically. Right. right. But marketing that I, it, and and it's weird because when I see other people doing it, I comment among my friends. It's like, oh, this person's showing off themselves, or like this is like, but it's self promotion. Right. It's like that's what it's for. Right. And that's like like that click that I need to get in my head. That's like, not only do you have something that, you know, that you need to share with people, but it it it's not. It's just putting the work in it's not right. anything else because i already have the talent you know right, like you said right, so it's literally right. just putting myself in front of a computer and whether right. it's a beat or whether it's a video thinking of a cool idea pairing it with a you know another video right um, right it's just a it's just putting that work in right today is um september the, i'm sorry yeah september the 12th 2020 we have 120 days left in the year 
What do you hope to attain in 120 days? Hmm. By the end of this year. Hmm. Well, I've been, it's very interesting you spoke about an album. I was speaking to one of my producer friends that's also a drummer that I've met at UFC. And when I post a video on Instagram and it it's all me, you know, like I, I get used to posting and tag, I'm tagged in this and tagged in that because I'm a you know, sideman accompaniment. So, but when I put something out and it's like all me and you see how people react to it and you know it's all because you put that work in that day and you remember what it was like putting it together and all of a sudden the reaction to it is something you weren't expecting and that's what happens to me when I put something out that's of myself and, you know, he spoke to me about mixing a project for me um, later on this year, hopefully, or next year, beginning of next year. And, and so by the end of this year, I want to have a, a track list for a sort of EP, something to drop. Like that, That's what I want to have by the end of this year is whether it's six songs, what are the names, what's the content, what are the tempos, you know what I'm saying? Like, have it all written out. Right. You know? Because it's possible for me. That, right. And that's what I had to tell myself through this COVID thing is, like, it's possible for me to be an artist. People right. like what I do. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. and, and when I was in school, it's like you get bogged down with assignments. You get bogged down with, you know, you have to ha- – there's deadlines. There's and, and music on a deadline, it works, but <laughs> there's something that doesn't feel right about all the time, you know, like right. when it's, like, a school assignment. Right. Um, so now that I'm, I'm sort of out of that, and to be truthful with you, um, my dream is to, what well, we spoke about, touring and every day, plane rides, different audiences, but at some point I don't want that to be my only option for making money, you know. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going back to school next year um, for a master's in education, and, and um, I'm interested in, because of the great teachers that I've had, it's inspired me to want to become a teacher, you know, and have that educational background. Um, to be able to to be able on. to do that. That's right. Right. Um, so that that's that's longer, deeper, deeper in the in the folds. What I'm thinking, but by the end of this year, a tracks I want a track list. I, I need. I want to know what instruments are on which track. Have everything solidified, you know. Right. I'm going to hold you accountable to that, too. Please do. Um, Please do. That's one. Two things I want to ask you before we get to what's next. Um, First, do you know your audience? And the reason why I ask that is because I've been asked that, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know Mm. mine, my audience, because I feel like I belong to so many different audiences. So it's hard to pinpoint, well, I want to go straight to them with the product? Do you know your audience? And I don't ask that because I'm saying it might help you if you did. I'm asking mm. that because that's a question that's always been asked of me. Mm. Do I know who I'm catering to? I, at the moment, it feels like my audience is mostly musicians. Right. Mostly people that I've played gigs with, mostly people that, uh, it's not a lot of like, 
new people, like new, right. especially when I look at the likes, you know, right, it's like, right, right. it's people that follow me or right. I've met before I've gotten their handle. Right. Um, and that may have something to do with hashtags and getting it into different, like, I, I'm still very, right. Like, I don't get all of it. Um, right. I, I understand you know? what you mean, because I said to myself that my, and this is what somebody said to me. I said to myself that my audience is creatives and they told me that that's too broad. Mm. And I understand what that means because it's saying it's saying something, but it's not saying anything uh, at yeah, all. Yeah, enough. Yeah. Right. And so um, I'm working on that myself. Right. Um, and, you know, just like that, I forgot that second question I was going to ask you before we started. But keep going. Keep going. Maybe um, it'll come. Maybe it'll come to me. I don't know if it's. Uh, oh, and then, I mean, obviously. I didn't even know that your wife had seen that video or, you know, seen content of me. And um, my mom, she is, I mean, just one of the most hardworking people, not women, people that I've ever yeah, met. I heard that. I heard that. Ever met. Heard no that one she works runs, harder than her. Heard, no heard that she runs marathons, it's, too. Uh, it's absurd. It's like living in a house with her. It's like you have to tell her to calm down sometimes. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't know. So. So I guess sometimes it can hit her friends, like nurse. You know, people. I don't really. Whether it, I don't have like statistics, whether it's like this amount of men or this amount of women or however people specify themselves. You know. Right. Um. But a lot of artists, a lot of just like other, either it's a drummer or a vibraphonist or a saxophonist, those are the people that are commenting on it. And, you know, people like you and um, as in, you know, elders and older people that I've met that find an interest in me and push me, you know, right. I have those people in my corner as well. Right, right, um, right. So I, I guess, is, do you think that's something that we need to figure, like, is that something I need to figure out? specifically like who my audience is um I've, I've, I've heard a lot of people say you got to because that's who you have to mm. um cater to before you can expect to expound out but here's the thing i think that i'm a believer that for me i i just like to learn mm. right and what attracts me to um finding something new out in the world is how people talk about that thing. Mm. Right. So prime example, if my wife never talked about you the way she talked about you musically and that you had the gift, mm. then I would have never known you. But then in her talking about you, I said, okay, that's somebody I need to know. And I would hope that that's the same thing that applies about me. And that's how the message is being spread about me. But I can't guarantee that because like I said, podcasting is, you know, who really wants to sit down and listen to somebody talk for an hour, mm -hmm. right? I really think the podcasting is the famous man's game. That's a very good point. People who have a following, yes. know, people know who yes. they are. It's like, oh, he has a podcast. Yes. It's like immediately they're yeah. drawn to that. I agree. And so for, for me, you know, I got into the lane of podcasting because uh, as an actor, um, and I've always felt this, I've always felt that there are no platforms where people can well to the to the what's next podcast there are no platforms where people can come on and talk about the experience of making a project outside of the drop day or outside of the drop week mm. 
like in the you know when the major artists drop their albums then they start talking about well I made this record here I made this record here but for me I don't want to just know about the record that you're making because you dropped an album I want to know about the record that you made because you just made the record because that's it's it's in you mm. like for you when we're going to have of course we're going to have more episodes together because I want to track mm. your I'm progression but um, when we when you talk when we get this EP going, I want to know why is it that you made track one the way it is? Like mm. prime example, I wanted to know why it is that you're so into this music thing, mm-hmm. right? And and for me, it's just simply I needed a platform to be able to showcase myself. That's what this podcast was about, and that was what the last podcast was about. But the last podcast was more okay. I'm just I'm getting my feet wet in mm. it, and it took me a while to get to this point where I enjoy being able to promote myself. And I also enjoy hearing people tell their experiences while doing what they do and promoting them. So whenever you get your music and everything going, all you need to do is shoot it to me and I'm going to play it on here anytime. Uh, that's just, that's just where it is bond. I mean, that's great. I mean, you know, that's what I think helps people get mm. to the next level. We got a lot more to talk about, Right. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask you is, what's next? What's next? Um, what's next is really, um, wow, I mean, it, it's, there's a couple different things that are happening right now. So yesterday, I just happened to play my first gig in the city again. Okay. As in at a restaurant, like in a with a band, you know, so and things are starting to pick up as in like I got hired yesterday to play again next week. So it's like obviously things are starting to pick back up and so that that side of it in terms of the gigging, uh learning songs for shows, that kind of thing, um I'm still cultivating that part of my brain and learning and studying how to be a better keyboardist, how to pick up the best, you know, picking up the best sort of knowledge from the people who have come bef- come before me. So that's just like ongoing work. Right. And what's next really, really is what, you know, I, I brought up in terms of a track list. And I think it, it, what that comes down to and breaking that down a little bit more is every day, what is the plan? You know, I like to write things out so that I have something visual that I can literally check off. And what, ah, man, I mean, it's tough. There's, my family is just so supportive of me. Right. You know, right. it's a gift. Right. Right. And they believe in me. They know I can make it. My dad's probably told me I can make it more than I've ever told myself, you know? Right. So right. they are there for me. They're not forcing me to go out, get money, drive around, find a job right now. They're like, do your craft, you right. know, figure it out. Right. And I, I, I'm not sure if there's a good and bad to everything, but with that situation, personally, it can make me a little bit lazy where it's like, I know they're there for me anyway. So it's like that urgency is not always there. Right. But what's next is fixing my perspective. Right. That's what's next. It's fixing 
what I think about when I wake up in the morning, what are like how important goals are. That's what I need to fix, you right. know, in terms of like checking off things that will get me to my goal of touring the world. Right. That's that's what I need to work on. Right. Um, so there's, I'll be I'll be working towards that. That's that's what's next. So uh, listen, we got a lot more to talk and unpack when you actually get this music out. You, mm. you, you, this is your home. You got to come and talk I about it here. That. Yeah. Um, but what I like to do is I like to give every creative a token of my company, and here is a black exclusive SVI T-shirt. Sir. Right. Um, that can't be found on the table and I don't sell that. I give it to all the creators that come on the podcast. And here is the 2020 edition of the What's Next exclusive T-shirt. And uh, that's that's for you, my man. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I um, no problem. I, um, I'm glad that my wife um, introduced us. Because I I have I have other things that I want to talk to you about, um, but right now I'm I got I got some other things. Especially I, we're gonna talk. I got your phone number. We're gonna talk, and I'm gonna run some ideas by you, and we'll see what you say, and we can go from there. I just want to say that when I first met you and Miss Kizzy, that whole day was. It was a little backwards in terms of, you know, we were supposed to come over at a certain time and and then um I've, I you know, I forget the whole situation, but we came by a little bit later and my brother and I, you know, it was getting late and we were just like, you know, excited, but at the same time we were like, Okay, it's a bunch of uncertainties. It's just like, is everything gonna go well? Are we gonna gel? Like what you know, and that was just such a great night in my head, thinking back to it with the pizza and the wings and talking and just, um, we haven't even talked about basketball. Right. You know? Right, right. Like, right. there were just so many common interests when we first met. It was just like, okay. And, and you were behind me, like, supporting, you know? Right. It wasn't like, oh, you know, who is this, who is this kid? It's like, what? You're 21, you're 20, like, what are you going to, you know, be doing? But right. it's like, right. for some people, it's like, what can you do for me, you know? Right. And for right. you, you were just open arms and Miss Kizzy, you know, it was amazing. And um, you, you said something to me and you said, um, social media for you is paramount. Hmm. And I remember I replay that because when you said hmm. that, it was, it was just like something that, that hit me and hit my perspective in a way that I wasn't, right. I wasn't expecting. Right. So you never know. <laughs> it like, is. Man. It's paramount. And when it you said is. that, you were, and you were emphasizing it, emphasizing it, and I was like, there's something here. There's something I need to right. pick up. There's something I can change. Right. Um, Houston, Texas, uh, I think that we could go on two hours, man. Um, <laughs> but people's attention spans are short. I want to say, listen, this is the, the conclusion to Virgo season. I want to say happy birthday to you, man. The 22nd when this drops, happy birthday to you. Uh, Houston, Texas, I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. Look out for my man Sam Reed, man. We're going to get it. Yo, I feel like 95. Peace and blessings. Now that's these Bumanti My crystal ball, I see crystal I crystal
just y'all with that. I saw the sign like Ace Spades, that Ace of Spades get cracked. We like, cheers to the money guys, the willy niggas, who buy them bottles, and then they spill these liquors. Yo, yo, salute my dude, I see you, dog. Five bottles, one year, why I need two rubs? I know I'm out of line, the love is shower time. You know it rose a rain, when your cloud is nine. Get off that high ass hussy, this a private party. Been on my dick too long, your breath on private party. You gon' be nice and naughty, these walls on passes up.